Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. crowd goes wild with delirious joy. They've joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning... Marriage. Marriage, indeed. I'm your host, the one, the only, Mark Gunger. Joining me as always, the very lovely and charming Mm -hmm. Diane, and of course, the amazing Philip James Gunger. (laughs) The crowd going, the crowd goes mild. Mm -hmm. Uh, Engineering the show as always, the very talented, but eerily creepy... Timothy Robert Ray, engineer extraordinaire, pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during this incomprehensibly, immeasurably boring show. This is a show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas. We're trying to share chords. Sorry. <laughs> chords flying around. Okay. We handle your relational conundrums, dating dilemmas, and whatever else I said. I can't remember. When it's out of order, it throws I, I, I you. totally lose it. Uh, that you can email to us at ask, A-S-K. A-S-K at markgunger.com. Golly. You send us your emails. This is a show that answers emails. This is an email answering show. Although sometimes we don't get to terribly many emails. A lot of times we don't accomplish anything on this show, but Mm -hmm. it's what we do. All right. What do you got? Okay. The little article says that divorce lawyers say the trend for so-called face bragging, using social media to show off under the guise of sharing news, is helping to fuel marital breakups as more couples succumb to pressure to live up to unrealistic expectations. Ah, face bragging. The internet face has, bragging. Yep, the internet has previously been blamed for fueling breakups because people's bad behavior was being exposed. I suppose it gives them opportunity to behave badly, too. Now it appears an even greater stress on marriage comes from dissatisfied spouses looking online, seeing behavior, looking online and seeing behavior which is too good to be true, setting unrealistic expectations. Really? For what they see their friends are. It all looks so glamorous and so very exciting that people make negative comparisons with their own home lives and their husbands and wives as a result. Seriously? Photographs can be very carefully selected to show people (laughs) in the best light before being shared, and they can prove particularly toxic in some contexts. Inconceivable! In some cases, husbands and wives have put pressure on each other to be as glamorous as their friends' spouses portrayed on social media. There are countless complaints about fitness that's, that's and weight. That's what I do. My wife constantly is comparing me to... The guy she sees on, on <laughs> Who Facebook? Who that? Psychotic mm-hmm. people. I don't know. The people are crazy. Well, that's what they're that's saying. That's where the... You know, you're not supposed to envy. Well, that's what's going on. That's supposed to envy people. Dissatisfied. You know, everyone says, I'll post something like that, and the people get <gasps> mad. They do. They do. You know, like, uh, you know, hey, we're riding first class today, you know, for whatever reason. Not something that, especially when we go overseas. And uh, 
And I promise you, the vast majority of times, I'm not paying for that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else is paying for that. Yeah. So we think it's cool. Yeah. Cool. And they give it, well, it must be nice to be a big rich televangelist and taking all yeah. people's money. First of all, I don't take donations. I'm not ripping off anybody, for mm-hmm. heaven's sakes. And I'm not paying for it anyway, you nitwit. And who thinks in those terms? They get they very actually mad. get mad because you're doing something really nice and your life is nice and my life stinks. And So I, I know it's yeah, true I what know. this thing is saying. I just think... How sick are these people? I don't know that I've ever seen a post from somebody else and started to immediately envy that person. I mean, that's, that's, you got a bad heart when you're there. I mean, this isn't just something that happens. You're talking of uh, something that's considered of the flesh from a biblical standpoint. One of the things Christians are not supposed to do is envy other people. Good grief. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. Getting mad because somebody else has something you don't. Well, and somebody else's wife looks like your wife doesn't, or somebody else's husband looks like your husband doesn't, or they went on this trip, or they bought that car, or they are going out to eat at this restaurant. That's why and, I don't oh, post yeah. pictures of myself, so all those... You're just trying to spare yeah. everybody, Phil. Yeah. Crazy. I like a lot of people are envious from you because you look like you're going to the prom. I the look prom. like I'm going to the prom. Yeah, with that dress. Isn't that kind of like a prom dress? It's a top. <laughs> it's not a dress. Oh, don't. Now you ruined it. I had you in a dress in everybody's oh, mind. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yeah, it has. I was going for the envy okay. thing, and you ruined it. Envy away. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. No, I've, I've had people get really mm-hmm. nasty. It's pretty rare, actually. No, but there have been some very nasty and comments. Some really nasty. People just go crazy. One of the worst was when Patrick Flynn took you to the Packer game and you were in the box. Oh there yeah. There were lots of nasty comments about that. Because you're in a box. I mean, you jerk. Yeah. I didn't pay yeah. for that. You I had nothing to do somebody. with it. And even if I did, if I was in a place, let's say yeah. all of you on online right now and bought 300 copies of my book, which I think you should do. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. And then I could afford to go buy a box. What do you care? <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm asking you to donate and give and you don't get anything in return kind of stuff. You know, our income comes from people coming to seminars and buying stuff from us. Mm-hmm. Like anybody else who makes a living. Why would you envy someone else? I just can't imagine getting mad because I see a preacher. I guess because they immediately assume that you're taking people's donations. I, I Maybe. Guess, I guess I can make that You're connection. lining your pockets. Yeah. Because That's are, what they think. Because yeah, there are people take, who do that. Taking money under the guise of, mm-hmm. you know, helping people because and you're doing supposed- this, and then you waste it on frivolous things. Right. Because you're supposed to be a ministry. You're supposed to be helping people, brother. You're not supposed to be getting money to go on trips well, or do fancy things. Well, if you're taking money from people's offerings... Well, they stuff. still think selling that. stuff is makes you a huckster because you should be oh, able to give him. this all away. To oh, yeah. Because I think you all should like work for free. Heart. I don't think your boss should pay you for what you do. No, I mean, we get it. We get the emails, people saying, how, how, how are you selling this when you should be ministering people and giving it away? You're outrageous asking I, I this don't even price think, for I don't, this. Honestly, I don't even think it's ministry. Now, because he's a pastor, that inflames them. Yes. But a lot of people, they see anyone that has something, they're assuming, yeah. even in business, it's you have that because you don't pay your employees. It's all those poor Sam people. Waltons of the, the world. The, yeah, the people you take advantage of. Like it's you're just in this day where you it's can't envy. You can't have something and is yeah. what the Bible yeah. condemns as envy. If you catch yourself feeling nasty towards someone else because they have something you don't, you're envious. That's a bad and evil they will thing say in your heart. You're gluttonous and you're the Cook Brothers. <laughs> the Coke. No, Coke Brothers, sorry. Coke. Yeah, yo, that's us. We have tens of millions of dollars, yeah. billions of dollars. You're the man. They're all against the man. The man, the evil man. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah, yeah. It's envy. 
is what it is. It's just mm-hmm. envy. And if people are actually letting their marriages fall apart because they envy other people, I guess I can see that. Mm-hmm. I mean... Well, and we read an article quite some time ago about people who put all the, oh, I love my husband, and they put all the mushy stuff about that, and then people read that and say, well, why don't you put that on your Facebook about me and la, la, la. Because those people are... <laughs> I'm still convinced they're probably the people who struggle the most. I think feel so. the need to share how much they love each other. Yeah. From personal first-hand experience and people I know who do that, I'd say that's right a, a portion of the time. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I, you know, there's people that post all kinds of things that I don't like that are a little creepy, TMI. Yeah, um, think? mushy. You know, the ones I dislike the most, and I have, we have some great, fabulous Gunger fans that do this, is they show themselves eight, nine months pregnant, bare belly. Shut, I was like... Not a fan. Stop! I guess that's hip in this generation now. Not a fan. Or the workout photos. Oh yeah, I had it with with the workout photos. Take a picture at my. I look the. I couldn't look any worse than I do right now. I'm sweating. My face is all red, and this. I'm gonna smile and be like. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's got their thing. They all like. They all like their thing. And uh, I know there's a lot of strange things. You know, one of the strange things is is. People posting of uh, someone singing worship in their church. Mm-hmm. I always think it's really odd videos of that. What's what, what are they trying to accomplish in this? I don't know. I don't get it. Ah, they just think it's cool. What I think you should do because most of them don't really sing that good in the first place. Well, they think that they do. That's <laughs> is the that thing. what it is? They yes. think they're that oh, great. Yeah. That yeah. Uh huh. Really? They love the song, the experience. Oh, is that what it is? Or they thought that, that the person in. killed it. Oh, yeah. I just I, I, I don't know. I, I think what you, you should to... do is literally everything you do in the day, you should like document it as though it was like a big accomplishment. Post <laughs> it. Eat breakfast. <laughs> You should. Put on black socks. Click. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. No. I made it happen. Yeah. And all the people without socks will get mad about people who have them. I don't know. I just think it's, it's sad. This face bragging mm-hmm. is not the problem. We're the, missing this. The, the problem is envy. You're not supposed... I should preach a sermon on that. People so the people posting aren't the problem. It's the people envying. Well, that's what the article is saying. It's fueling divorce, the envy but and that, the expectation. And that's crazy. Yes. Stop. Yes. Good night. All right. So we've got in- emails when we come back? Yes, we do have emails. All right. We will answer your emails. That'll be envious of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we come back. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs> Mark Gunger. Yeah, we've got an app for that. Download your free Mark Gunger app today. <laughs> Mark Gunger here in my sparkly jacket. Here to talk to you about Transition One, a one-year transition gap year program that we have for kids that are coming out of high school and before they go into college. Slow down. Take a year. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things that you want will be added to you. Well, we think, oh, no, no, I got to get the stuff. I got to, no, no, you'll get the stuff. God wants you to get, God will help you get your stuff and do life. But slow down for a minute. You don't need to just rush off in a mad burst to try and get all the stuff you can from the world going to some college. And not everybody should even be going to college. There's a whole nother sermon. For heaven's sakes, whatever you do, take a year. Slow down. Put God first. This is the most likely time that you'll ever have 
to take a year and just put God really first in your life. When are you going to do it? After you graduate from college? Not likely. After you get married? Forget about it. When you have kids? Are you kidding? Yeah, maybe when you're 65, but then you don't have the energy to go do it anymore. When else are we going to do it? It's the perfect time. It's the perfect time. Encourage your young people. They're freshmen right now. So it's a great, listen, I'm telling you, what I want you to do is, and there's several of these programs out there. I think you should come to ours. <laughs> but whatever you do, slow down. Get into your kids' thinking. What we're going to do is you're going to go to high school, and then you're going to do a one-year gap program where you're going to focus on your faith and life and how to do life. And then, after that, you can go to college, you can do whatever else. It'll save you a lot of money. It'll help them focus. They'll be changed forever if you will do this. Go check out our website, transition1.org. Transition1.org. Slow down. Put Jesus first. See what that does for our young people. To the tunes of Jimmy Bratcher. Check out his music at uh, jimmybratcher.com. What do you got? Okay, he says, My wife and I are Christians in our early 40s, been married for 13 years. Our marriage is generally pretty good, with issues typically arising when there is a failure to communicate. So he's going to give you a scenario (laughs) where he thinks that this is a failure to communicate. Ready? A few days ago, my wife was crying in bed and told me that she was very angry at me for going to a movie on the weekend with a platonic single female friend. This woman is a close friend to both of us for over 10 years and is part of my wife's women's group. She has traveled and vacationed with us and the kids in the past and is an auntie to our girls. I had asked my wife earlier in the week if it was okay for me to go to the movie with this woman while she was attending a church meeting and the kids would be playing with other church kids. My wife said it was fine, so I thought nothing more about it, especially Mm -hmm. since I would just be going with Rosie. I don't know if that's her real name, but that's what he said. And it was a movie that my wife would not be interested in seeing anyway. Well, it turns out that my wife was not okay with it after all. She says that I was being insensitive by not asking her how she would feel about it. She brought up the fact that back in my university years, it was my personal policy not to meet with other single girls one-on-one if I was currently in a relationship with someone else. So why would I do it now? My reaction was, it was just Rosie, to which she said I totally invalidated her feelings by saying that. When I asked her if she felt relationally threatened by Rosie or if she was insecure and feared that I would leave the marriage at some point, my wife said no. She did admit that she felt possessive over me and that she did not want to share me with someone else and that she was jealous that someone else got to spend time with me when we often do not have enough time to spend together. So my question is, am I really an insensitive oaf who needs to work on my communication skills or did my wife overreact? I am prepared for you to call me a moron, he says. Okay. Bob, we'll call you Bob. Mm-hmm. Thanks for emailing us, Bob. Bob, my advice to you is you're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're a complete moron. You imbecile. What are you doing? I want to take another girl on a date. That's a date. Go to the That's movie. That's a date. That would be my, me taking you to a movie by myself. That would be but a she's date. she's best friends with me and Deb and all this. So we have our own version of Rosie. It's over here in the pink today. <laughs> Rosie the Riveter. She's pinky. And pinky. She's pink, pinky. The pinky Rosie is here. If I took Rosie here, 
by just her and me to a movie, my wife would beat the crap out of me. Well, you don't. I wouldn't go with you, so that well, would I mean never just, happen. But I mean, just that's just dumb. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Now, we all do dumb things. I have my share of stupid things that I have done, I must admit. So, my rebuke is a compassionate rebuke. I lovingly call you a moron. But, dude, this is all on you. All on you. Don't. I don't care if it's Rosie. I don't care who it is. You don't go, hey, hey, baby, you mind if I take this other chick out? Because you don't want to come to this movie anyway? That's just, this is dumb. dumb. If, we take dumb. A, a thousand, dumb. if we take a thousand men and interview them, I think all thousand of them would say you're dumb. All right, mm. so, so just suck it up. Earn that. Write that out in your brain. Don't date other women. <laughs> don't take Rosie or anybody else out, uh, and you'll be fine. All right? Mm-hmm. In the meanwhile, it wasn't a failure to communicate. It, no. it was a failure to think. Yeah, <laughs> this is way beyond. It wasn't that. This is way beyond failure to communicate. You are a loving moron, mm-hmm. and we love you, but uh, don't do that again. Okay, <laughs> you'll you'll be fine. This, this is not on your wife, although you have to. This is the kind of stuff we mock of women all the time. Yeah, that was not good on her Do you part. mind if I take this other woman? To, no, go ahead. And then you get mad because he doesn't. Yeah, that's... See, they say go ahead, and then they don't want you okay, to go so ahead. Okay, so if it's go ahead, then it got has to be go ahead. If, if it's not go ahead, then don't. What do you say that for? Because she's what? a woman. That's what they do. No, that's not what they do. They... That's what some do. Some do. Okay. That's what some do. Uh, all right. Because they don't, don't get, do that. Don't get women in pink upset. <laughs> Because they go psycho Just on you. sweeping generalizations that I you have make. never, ever, ever, ever exaggerated or generalized ever in the entire universe. Never. Never. Ever. Good night. That's I'm insulted what by they that. do. No, That's no, what no. They That's do. what some That's what do. those people do. All you people. That's what you're nuts. <laughs> you're nuts. <laughs> That's a generalization. <laughs> no, you are nuts. That is not a generalization. That is a statement of true fact. <laughs> I am nuts. Hey, by the way, I came up with a form of torture. If I was ever going to torture someone, like, I don't know, maybe you, mm-hmm. if I got the chance, mm-hmm. you know what would really, really hurt? I yeah, discovered you by there accident. You yelling at me. No. Yeah. Okay. I, so purely by accident yesterday, you string somebody up and then you take a pressure washer to their skin. <laughs> Because pressure washers actually remove layers of skin when you... Oh, yeah, those things. I, I had, hit my foot. Ooh, I have no more skin on that spot, on I'm my foot accidentally. Like, why were you sitting and thinking this? No, no, because no. She did it to I was pressure washing yesterday and accidentally hit my foot. It, boom, took I've the taken a right paint off. on my boat and I was like, dang it. You well, know, I was trying to remove stuff. I was trying to remove a bug and it took off a piece of paint. No. And I, my foot got right up, just very briefly How can the over bug it. stay there, but the paint comes off? So how come with all this... What kind of bug is that? A, That's outrageous. Well, yeah, it is. But why don't, you know, like all the torture and stuff they show in movies, I'm surprised this one has not surfaced they yet. taken a uh, pressure String washer someone and up blow and pressure. Skin. Oh my gosh, it's like filleting. It was, oh, I highly oh, <laughs> recommend man. not letting that happen to you. And we work with her. her. Alright, we're going to take a break and come back with more gory, horrible sounding things <laughs> right after this. <laughs> Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. We watched our past just fade away Just like in
Welcome back to the Mark Gunger Show. The Gunger men are currently both sitting on their computers, not paying one bit of attention to what's going hey, that's on. that's my job, though, technically. <laughs> so somebody needs to jump in here and get us back into the program. That's <laughs> nice music. I just grew up and listened yeah, to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Already got okay. She says, <laughs> My husband solving the world's problems. I know That's right. you are. I know you are. She says, My husband and I have been married for a year. Okay. She's 27, he's 35. He was married before and divorced with two kids. He and his ex wife used to have sex about once a month, and this made him feel extremely neglected and unappreciated. Now we end up fighting. She says, More like having a spat a lot about sex. We could have sex today, and in two days, he will feel neglected. I have told him that sometimes it feels like I am being punished. <laughs> Punished for his ex-wife's mistakes. After our discussion, I feel like a useless wife, and he feels neglected. He does not want me to give him sex just to make him happy. But if I do not do this, then we end up having a spat. We just have this problem in the bedroom. Otherwise, we are best friends and easily agree upon everything. What can uh-huh. we do? I asked, how often are you having sex, and what does he want? She says, it depends on the week. Currently, she's pregnant, so less sex. But he would like to have sex every day, multiple times a day if he could, but she struggles to keep up. She said she'd be good with about once or twice a week. Yeah. Uh, he, he needs to learn to control himself. It's the reality of it. Just because you can doesn't mean you should constantly. Look, at some point, there's a thing called self-control. If you don't control yourself, you'll become a disaster in any area of life. It can be sex. It can be anything else. It can be eating. What if you wanted to eat all day long, constantly, every five seconds? You're constantly like, la, la, la. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, actually, it's not good for you to constantly take in something like that. So, I get it. Uh, if he's like most men, he's going to feel a need for sex every two to three days. Sounds like he wants it every two to three minutes. Fine, but you still got to control yourself. Everybody at some point has to control themselves. Now, if he has a wife, had a wife who only gave him sex once a month, obviously that was a big problem. But if you're doing two to three times a week, there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly fine. But you guys got to work this out, you know. So. Well, and he gets mad if she has sex with him just to make him happy. Again, it's that he really? wants her to want to <laughs> instead of just just make me happy. Can you make you know? me happy? Praise the Lord. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, she's willing to do I, I it. Like then what do you happy. care? He wants her to want to. That's why. Yeah. And she don't want to. Well, Nick needs but to go she'll listen to last week's show. Right. About the whole thing about desire and how all that works. Anyway, I, I think he needs to control himself. At some point, you need to control yourself. It's just, it is what it is. <laughs> Multiple times they well, good. Good for him. You still need to control yourself. You're, that's, you know, but that's what he wants. It, what's he going to do? He's going to wreck this marriage now because of the same thing? I mean, it's just absurd. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. Okay, the next email. When my wife met me, I had two dogs, he says. Before I proposed to my wife, I told her that I'm an animal lover and that I would always have an animal, and she said she was okay with that as long as we don't let the dogs jump on the furniture. All right. We are married now for just over a year, and I still have my two dogs, but now we have a six-month child. Every time the dogs have an accident on the floor, which is about once a week, she constantly tells me that we need to get rid of the dogs. Uh-huh. Uh, they, these dogs are like family to me, and I absolutely do not want to get rid of them. What do you say? Who has a dog that goes on the carpet once a week? If they're older dogs. 
Was it that's what it is? Because sometimes older dogs, well, when my dog oh. got old, she was, yeah, was it became say, a train problem. I dog, for No, uh, that just became a problem when they got older. I don't know. Work it out with her. Why are you writing me? He wants what? to know what, what your advice is. You He's got a dog is no, There's nothing in the book about what to do with peeing dogs. No, what to do with the wife who wants him to get rid of the dogs, and she said that she was okay with the dogs before they got married. Okay, you need to work it out with her. Now, I generally don't appreciate women in particular who see something at the beginning, and then they get married and they get mad. You know, he's doing such and such. Well, did he before he got married? Well, yeah, but I don't want him to do it now. Well, now you're being a jerk, in my opinion. It doesn't matter what I think. It only matters what she thinks. You got to live with her. At the end of the day, if it's the wife or the dog, bye-bye, dog. <laughs> See you after this break. Caution. The Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. When it walked into the room, it was all business, that's for sure. That's me when I walk into the room. Mm-hmm. I'm all business. That's why they call me the business man. Mm-hmm. Because I am all business the all the time, every day. Because I'm a serious man a business. No more. No. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mark Unger Show, where we're doing nonsensical business. What do you got? Okay, interesting little question here. She says, I am single, 27-year-old female, and am currently celibate, but would like to have sex consistently. (laughs) She says, I'm a Christian. Well, that's kind of a problem. I am a Christian, and I assume I need to be married to do this. I have listened to a couple of your shows, and I'm not sure how I would do in wedlock. Right now, I'm on the fence about even beginning a new relationship because I know eventually I will have to get married. I have never been in a long-term relationship, so I guess the thought of marriage makes me nervous since it's supposed to be for the rest of your life. What is your opinion on this? Are you sure she said celebrate? That's what she And not... Celebrate, no. Celebrate? She said celebrate. Oh, you should have celebrate. Celebrate. Yeah, so she wants to have sex. How does she know how she has sex all the time? She's celibate. She just feels a desire for it, but she's... Apparently, yes. Okay. You tell me before you had sex, you never had the desire to have sex? No, I didn't, but I'm just saying, how does she... When she says she wants it... Consistently. I would like to have uh, sex consistently. Or she consistently feels like she has to have sex or have sex consistently. See, that was the phrasing. How do you know you want sex consistently? Oh, I read it that way, that she would like to have a consistent sex life. That's the way I read it, too. Oh, uh, that's what I was saying. Or is she just thinking about it consistently? You're not going to know how much you want sex. Yeah, right? I get the idea of wanting it Uh at all. Uh-huh. I just, how does she figure out how often she wants it at this point? She wants to have sex, but she's just not sure about being able to do the marriage thing, and she knows she needs to be married to have sex, so... Has she been sexually active before? Oh, I didn't ask that. That I might be what that. it is. If she was sexually active before, she'd like that, and now... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, currently. Good catch, Kim. Ah, Tim, Tim. that's it. Yes, currently. Currently, so she must have, yep. Celibate! Yeah, currently. So you're right. That's what it is. She misses so having sex. Yes. Get married. She doesn't think that she can do the marriage yeah, thing. Yeah, she's well, a little concerned yeah, about that. Of course you can. <laughs> of course you can. Anybody can. This whole thing of marriage is a horrible, terrible, difficult thing. And it's so hard to do. And everybody's got to wait because it's such a well, life-sucking experience. You can Her parents do are it. divorced. It so doesn't she matter. That she feels like no she'd be such thing as generational curses. Oh, See last week's show. Yeah, no. Ignorance gone to seed. 
yeah. generational curses. She's a little put off by the parents' divorce thing. So, and she doesn't well, know what she'd get besides sex from it. You so know she's what? Just I've not... seen people eat food and then vomit. I keep eating food. They had a problem with it. Doesn't mean I'm going to have a problem with it. True. Some people eat something, they break out in hives all over their face. See, I don't know who anybody who that happens to. <laughs> yeah, Easter they're egg. allergic to food. Like eggs. Yeah. People are allergic to eggs. Their throat will close up. Well, that's them. Yeah. I like eggs. I like them in every shape and form. Bless you over there. So, uh, you know, just again, what's in your head is this, ne- what, she, you're, what you're suffering from is a negative opinion of sex. Marriage. Marriage. I mean, of sex. You have a good opinion of sex. sex. Apparently, that's why she wants it. You need to get married. That's what the Bible says. The Bible is very clear. You want to have... Read 1 Corinthians, the 7th chapter. Read your Bible, people. You, is she a Christian? Maybe she's not a Christian. Maybe she's... Well, she says I'm a Christian. Maybe, oh, I and I seem a, I need, assume I need to be married a, to do this. pagans mm-hmm. slaying goats at midnight. How no. Okay, so just, read your Bible, Christian. 1 Corinthians, the 7th chapter. Because there's so much sexual immorality, and now those people want to have sex, get married. Get married. That's what the Bible says. That's what the answer. Get married. Go find a nice wife. Apparently, she must be attractive if people were wanting to have sex with her before, you would think. Well, well, uh, yeah. well. Unless she was I, unbelievably well, just easy throwing it at everybody. The reality is, find some nice boy. Find some nice Christian boy in your church, whatever. Marry the boy. And then have all the sex in the world that you want as consistently as you like. That's my answer. That's the Bible's answer. Mm-hmm. You want sex? Get married. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. And... and, and Here's how strong this is for all you listening. The converse is true. If you're not interested in sex, you should not get married. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how people don't understand that concept. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the people think marriage is. Oh, There's people who have no one, they don't want sex. They'll tell you they don't want to have sex. Well, get a dog if you want companionship, for heaven's sake. Well, and it's fine if the person you're marrying also doesn't want to have sex. Yeah, if you find someone like that, someone wants to do a sexless marriage, right. you know, lots of luck trying to find that. Why huh? would you do that? Yeah, that just seems... Why would you... It's just absurd. Get married then? Financial reasons and to hang out and somebody go to the grocery store with you or... Go for a heaven. So let's just get some friends. What a bunch hey, of nonsense. I, not me. No, Don't I look know at me. It. <laughs> the Bible says the main reason for marriage is sex. Yeah. Look it up. First Corinthians 7th chapter. Read the whole thing. That's why. For you to say, I want to have but I want to get married, you're, you're messed up in your head. That's why you get married. It's for sex, quite simply. And I know some people all sit about it. I have a new book coming out called Being Found. It's made for women like this mm-hmm. to explain to them hows and the whys and the way you should approach marriage. Being found. You know what? It's a, I wonder if we should just release it as an ebook right away before the printing's even You can? Done. I guess you can do this. We can do anything you want. You can do whatever you want. Free country. The last time I looked. You just need to check with your publisher. Oh, yeah, that's you. No, wait, I am a publisher. That's right. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's you. I wonder, I wonder if you, maybe we should do that. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Because it's ready to go. Yeah. All of them are ready to go. Yeah, I know. E- ebook, you could. We should do that. Just because this book really needs to get out there. Yes. I'll tell you what, we'll do that. We'll do that by the time this airs. You should be able to go to our thing and you can get an ebook version of Being Found, all you single girls. And actually, it's, I even think single guys should read this thing. Yeah. Because it yeah. really gives you insight onto what marriage is about. Mm-hmm. The reason it's addressed to women is because most guys won't read a book. But for those of you who would read a book, you should read it as well. Being found. This is, and to be honest with you, of all the books I've written, I have never felt better or more satisfied than I have from writing that book. Really? I, I don't know why. Hmm. It just, 
because it answers so many of these questions we've dealt with for over and over and over and over again. Single, all of you go, order this book, we'll make it available, uh, ebook, because it'll be another, who knows, 60 days or so for this dumb thing's printed, because of all the technical stuff with the printing and the shipping and everything else, but uh, it's, I want to get it out there right away. Being found. Go online, get the ebook right away, uh, and, uh, and then the regular book will come out, uh, hard book, hardcover will come out, assuming it's coming out in hardcover. I don't know if we made that decision yet. Uh, I thought we only do hardcover. Yeah, I like, I hate soft covers. I know you do. But uh, anyway, so check it out. And we answer all those questions, okay? We'll uh, come back with more of your email questions right after this break. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. Bananas ready for consumption. What have you got there? Okay, there's a lot of questions in this email. Okay. So I don't so know if you'll on. answer oh. all of them or if you will just discuss the gist of it. Okay, she wants to know from your viewpoint mm-hmm. and also the uh, Bible, where does marriage start? That's the what big does that mean? question. Where does it start? If a relationship moves beyond just the boyfriend and girlfriend thing and gets physical, so apparently they start having sex. Okay. Is that what is taught in Genesis and by Jesus when he says, leave your mother and the whole one flesh thing? Does that start when God sees the beginning of a marriage when they start having sex and not the man-made ceremonial celebrations? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this has been debated for many, many years. Again, we're in the old Testament and in the early part. That's pretty much how they got married. They just... But... <laughs> I was going to say, these guys, they had sex. That was, mm-hmm. they, they, But they considered it a marriage. They were doing this because now I'm taking you as my wife. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a big ceremony to say, hey, hey. So that's be, what they're asking. Are you considered married uh, at that Well, point? I'm just saying, this is how it was in the Old Testament. Look, there's all kinds of things in the Old Testament. You should be all do all kinds of stuff. Just because of the Old Testament, which we talked on our last show. Why Christians, for the love of me, are obsessed with the Old Testament. It makes me, cre- it actually irritates me. Now, I, but it's not their fault because they've been taught this way mm-hmm. by other teachers and stuff like that. As if the Old Testament it really shows us how we should live today and how we should function today. It does not. It will show us how we got to where we are today in the New Testament. There's wonderful things in there. There's some great promises in the Old Testament. But these concepts like, you know, generational curses and all this other crazy stuff. It's all Old Testament stuff. You can't eat pork. You know how many Christians, you know, Bob says you shouldn't eat such and such and such. The Bible says you shouldn't have tattoos. The Bible says you shouldn't have Christmas trees. The Bible says, whenever they quote this crazy stuff, it's always the Old Testament and the Old Testament law. And they're very selective. Mm-hmm. They only pick the things, you know. That's why they get these uh, hateful Christians say, you know, God says homosexuals should be stoned to death. Yeah, it does say that. In the Old Testament, it also says if you disobey your parents, you should be stoned to death. Which would pretty much wipe out everybody. If you use God's name in vain, you should be stoned to death. Everybody be dead, for heaven's sakes. I mean, it's, it's a whole... Quit! Stop! 
with the Old Testament obsessions here. Okay? In the New Testament, we know that there's a thing called marriage because Jesus went to a marriage ceremony and stuff like that. That's what we should do. And the Bible teaches in the New Testament that we should obey the laws of the land and stuff like that, which up until now, it's still, still a legal thing, difference between being married and not married. And by the way, it's the women who should want the marriage because they're the ones who get protected. People who just live together, unless you have common law, and very few states have that. Uh, if Because I know these couples. They've been together for... I know a lady in our church, 10, 15 years, had babies with the guy, raised all the kids, and then he just dumps her. You know what she got? Nothing. nothing. You get nothing. Nothing. You have no protections whatsoever. You don't get part of the house. You don't get any consideration for the amount of time you put in this guy's life. You get jack. Why women do this is beyond me, because you have absolutely no protection. If you're married, now you have legal protection because of the laws of the state and, on, and the institution, that now you have protection. He can't just walk away from you. He, you get to split the assets, you get to, you know, whatever. It's a whole different ballgame. But when you live with these guys with nothing, you say, well, we're married in the eyes of God. Okay, do whatever you want, and people will. Mm-hmm. You just got to understand, you're not going to have any protection if anything goes south. You're a fool. A woman is a fool. Anybody's a fool. A man, anybody who gets into these situations and they don't get a legal uh, marriage because if something goes wrong, there is no protection for anybody and it becomes an absolute disaster. And how many women I've talked to after years, again, I'm just shocked this lady. She has the guys, babies, raises them, everything else. Mm-hmm. He dumps her for another guy. She gets... Dumped it for another guy? No, I'm sorry, for another oh, girl. Oh, but oh. but gets gets nothing. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, there's people who do that too. <laughs> yeah. When they get nothing. Yeah. They get nothing. So in the Old Testament, yeah, they went and said, okay, you'll be my wife. All right, let's go. And they got in the tent, they had sex, and then that and then but then that was their wife. Yeah. Because there was people also who were prostitutes in the Old Testament. They knew there was a difference between just having sex and getting married. So to say, well, having sex is marriage is what he's trying to uh, allude to here. <laughs> Is not exactly the same. The, the, whether or not they had a ceremony, it implies there was none in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. But they knew what it meant. Mm-hmm. We are now married. We're not just doing this because that was the difference between marriage and a prostitute. Because prostitutes, even in the Old Testament, way back, they'd go and have sex with women, and there was no marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's not just because you had sex that makes it a marriage. All right. So she's wondering if... Uh, you're dating and you have sex and you break up, is that equivalent to divorce? Uh, no, and certainly no. not. Uh, first of all, you're not supposed to be having sex morally anyway. So you want to try to give you a clear moral definition of what you're doing wrong in the first place? No, I mean, it's, you're asking crazy questions. Well, she's pulling this Old Testament stuff and trying to oh, make it problem. relevant to today. Yeah, and it. She said it's very confusing. Only if you live by the Old Testament. You do not want to live by the Old Testament. The Old Testament is extraordinarily confusing. That's why Paul wrote in Galatians that we are free from the law. This was a great celebration. When Jesus came, he set us free from the law. That is the good news. Christians who don't understand the freedom of what she's struggling with are these people who get crazy thoughts in their head from the Old Testament. They worry about generational curses and about this and that and what's my... Just stop! Okay, she's also... I told you there's a lot of questions. She's 
She's All also right. wondering about the New Testament and yes. the actual marriage, and you get divorced, and you get remarried. She says uh-huh. a lot of churches don't handle this properly, you know, that it just seems like uh-huh. it doesn't matter, and she wants to know, how do you handle it in your church? How, have you remarried people who were previously married and divorced? Do you or your leaders approach divorcees if they start to date in your church? My understanding is every church tends to approach this a little bit differently. You need to work it out with your church. If you think your church is not handling it appropriately, go to a different church. Next question. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say more about that. Oh, that was it? Yeah. No, I mean, that, that was oh. the gist of She had no, 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 tons I get it, of questions in here, but that there, was the there's gist some, of it. There's, Jesus was very clear you should not get divorced. That's very clear. Okay. But then from some of the things that were taught by Paul and stuff, create some of these questions and grays and stuff. And we got to figure it out. And churches take different stands. If you don't like the stand your churches, don't, don't write me to get permission to do whatever you do. If You need to go to your church. It's very simple. All right. Let's take another break. Okay. We'll be back with more brilliant rants <laughs> after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. such a great musician. <laughs> he really is. Mm-hmm. Some of these, uh, I'm going to be cruel here, but <laughs> there's some incredibly talented young people today. There's no question. But a lot of this worship music that comes out, it's like the same three chords over and over. I mean, literally the whole, the whole song is ding, 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 Dating question? Okay, go ahead. Okay. He says, I'm a very old-fashioned 19-year-old boy who shares the exact same views as you do on marriage and waiting for sex, and I was relieved to know that I'm not the only person who has morals, even though it is so hard in the youth and society of today. Okay. That being said, he says, I am in love with my girlfriend, and I know it. I've known her all of my life, and she is nine years my senior. So he's 28. (laughs) Okay. We have been dating for five months. Uh Uh-huh. Now... Bear in mind, he said that he shares the same morals as you, but she was his first sexual experience. So, What version of morals is that? Okay, that's I, I, what I'm just saying. Okay. But unfortunately, I was not hers. This is what is eating me inside, he says. Knowing her past, knowing that I wasn't even the second or third, it tears me apart to know that I waited for love and I want uh-huh. to marry this woman, yet she didn't wait. I do not blame her, but some of the circumstances make me hate her in that way. How do <laughs> I get over it? He says they are Christians, not active I'm in the church. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at you know, make fun of you. I'm just like, does he hear himself? I love this girl, but things make me hate her. Well, because she wasn't, she didn't wait. She's got this past Look, experience. Look, if you have this much stress over this, you need to move on. Listen to me. Listen to me, okay? 
This is the kind of stuff that you can't shake and it'll come back later and haunt you after your marriage and make your life a living hell. Your brain is already letting you know you have serious problems with this woman. But I still love her. I said, well, whatever you think that is, you need to let it go and move on. Do not continue this. Don't keep dating her. I don't care about the, the age difference. I don't even care the fact that she's, you know, I don't hold it against her that she's made the mistakes. Mm-hmm. If you're okay but with that, I'm, I'm okay with it. it. What you're saying is it's already tormenting you. If it's tormenting you now, increase it by a hundredfold after you get married. It will only get worse. You clearly are having a problem with her past. Leave it alone. Go on. Find somebody else. You're only 19. You've got plenty of time to find some other woman who can make all this stuff work for you. I hope everybody's being clear. I I don't hold it against her that she's had sex with 47,000 different men. Fine, okay? If she's turned away from that and wants to repent and do the right thing, I don't have a problem with that. I don't care that she's almost 10 years older than him. I can have, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. You know, if they want to both be happy with that, they want to love God and serve God, I don't have a problem with any of that. But the fact that you're saying that at times it makes you hate her and, and you're struggling because you know she didn't wait and, and she's had sex with so many different men, that is when you move on. You stop. Stop. Let her go. Find somebody else. These are the words I am telling you. If you listen to me, you will be blessed and have a wonderful life. You don't listen to me. In 10 years from now, you're going to be going through emotional and mental hell because you'll never be able to break free from the fact that she was sexual with so many other different men, which is already bothering you now. I wonder if it was a problem for her before he had sex with her if, or if it became a problem after he had sex with her. It's just a curious question to me. Because if it bothered him so much before he had sex with her, why did he have sex with her? Because he's not thinking. He has a chance to, he's a 19-year-old boy or young, 18-year-old, whatever. Some woman comes along, especially an older woman like this, I'll have sex with you. Most guys go, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so he's not thinking. It's in the after that he's not, thinking. Yeah, and now it bothers Again, him. I don't have a problem with that she's made mistakes. I don't have a, you know, I believe in grace and forgiveness and all this. That's fine. But if this is bothering you, I'm just telling you, you single people don't get this. Mm-mm. Things that really bother you during the dating process, that's when you break it off. It is what it is. You find someone that you can date and things aren't bothering you. Because if they bother you when you're dating, it only gets amplified afterwards, and then you're a mess. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take all kinds of time and suck the life out of every pastor and family member and counselor and guys like me trying to help you in your marriage. Can you help us get past our past? And Can you help us deal with our issues? And you're just going to suck the ever-living life out of everybody. How about you do us all a favor, break it off with her, and go find somebody else. Go into marriage, not with stuff that you know drives you crazy and irritates you. Here's a truth. Please recognize this truth. You should actually make somebody you, marry somebody you like. I know it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. But not just kind of like, or like in certain areas. I mean all over. Everything about that person, you really like this person. That's who you marry. You don't marry people, I kind of like this, but I hate this. Other. That is a no. Then you call it off. Go get my book. You should download my book. Do it right away. Being Found. Go to my website. Being Found. You sir should read it as well. See ya. Bye-bye.